55 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. You didn't sound too sure about that. I, I said it before we logged on, and then my brain went blank. It is 155. It is one alive. Um, Robert is here. Katie will be here shortly. She's being a good parent and dropping her kid off at rock band practice. Uh, we're on a, a weird time. We shot for 6.15, so Katie can make most of this. She wouldn't be too late, which she's still not here yet. But she will be here eventually. Uh, how's it going, Robert? Yeah, it's it's a audio thing. Nodding your head doesn't work. <sighs> yeah, it's going. <laughs> oh <clears throat> man, I am ready for spring break, and it's still like three weeks away. Yeah, what's the spring break? It's the Katie sent me an invite to something on a Tuesday on my birthday, and I'm like, yeah, I'll probably be working. Katie, <laughs> we got three shows in a row coming up. Yeah, you have this weekend. What's this weekend? Well, we'll get to, we'll get to that. Right. I will know if I actually pull up a uh, if I prepared. You know, <clears throat> I was I was almost ready, and then I wasn't ready. Yeah, James just walked up the stairs like two minutes ago. You know, shit happens. Literally, literally. Anyways, uh, I'll I'll leave I'll leave uh I'll leave your stuff for when Katie gets here. She can do yours. But uh, let's go with Herps Herp shows. So you got Herps shows coming up. Corpus Christi is this weekend, right? So that is February 25th, 26th down in Corpus Christi, Texas. You'll be at that one. I will not be at that one. Mm-hmm. And then March 4th and 5th is the first Baton Rouge. I'm, again, I feel weird saying Baton Rouge. I guess because no one knows where Gonzalez if, if you don't, If you know where Baton Rouge is, this show is in Gonzalez, which is like 20 minutes south of Baton Rouge. But it's, it's kind of Baton Rouge. It's Baton Rouge adjacent. But that is March 5th, 4th. That is the first show there. I think it's going to be a great show. Uh, the venue is a big show. That area is used to having reptile shows. No reptile shows as good as this one, so that will be a big improvement. Yeah, I can, I'm looking forward to that show. Uh, that's a that's a big crowd too. I mean, you get Baton Rouge and even get New Orleans people come up from New Orleans. It's a straight oh, we'll shot get, up there. We'll get people over from Mississippi and yeah. So that'll be a good one, I think. Uh, that's taking the place of New Orleans, right? That's we're not, no longer doing the New Orleans show. Is that how that was going? In that. Do I know? No longer doing New Orleans, and now it's Baton Rouge. No, um, there was issues with that. Thing. That last time we did it in New Orleans was, was just fucking. The power went out, didn't it? Uh, yeah, forgot about that. That was like the least of the problem. <laughs> My whole thing was they moved us to a, the HVACs out in uh, the yeah. one we used to always be in. Yeah, it was easy in, easy out, and they moved us to another one, and it was every bit of two hundred and fifty yards from where we could park to where we set up. No, I think, and I have to make I don't know fifteen trips. Yeah, that sucks. Stuff. And it was, you know, yeah. Well, they had this big, like, brick paved area in the front. I tried to back up on it, and they immediately started yelling at me. Really? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that would have cut, like, 100 yards off of it. I mean, I'm not heartbroken by that. Look, the Slidell show is still yeah. down there, and I like the Slidell venue and that location better. <laughs> um, which I know to most people, like, if they were looking on a map, it's, like, 20 minutes from each other or whatever. But it's, like, a different world from each other Yeah, when you're there. Yeah. But that the Baton Rouge Gonzalez show will be a great one. That location is great. Um, so yeah, that's this. That's in two weeks, and then in three weeks is spring break. Is uh, March 11th and 12th Bryan College Station, which I'm looking forward to the Bryan College Station show. My parents are going to be in town. They're yeah, coming to that great. show. Yeah, uh, they haven't been to a Herp show. Really? No. Never. Never. Not right. once. Huh? Never. Not once. What in the world? Whoa! That is your computer. Let me mute that. <laughs> uh, that Facebook user is Dax. Oh, it's up to Dax. 
Uh, but yeah, my parents coming. Uh, we got a house for you guys, us, my parents, and the Grants. So that'll be fun. Uh, looking forward to that show. We'll do some recordings there. Uh, so that's March 11th, 12th. If you're in the Bryan College Stationery, come out and see us. Then Waco, Texas is March 25th, 26th. Then back over to Slidell, like we mentioned, April 1st and 2nd. Austin, Texas, April 22nd, 23rd, which our guest tonight, I, I bet, will be there. Uh, and then Pearland, March 6th and 7th. Still looking forward to that because it's here. And then back to Lake Charles for the first time in like three years. You've never done a Lake Charles show. I haven't. Since you've been in Herps, that they, they had moved from Lake Charles because, again, Mother Nature decided I hated Lake Charles for like two years there and just threw every hurricane it had at Lake Charles. Yeah. But we are back there June 3rd and 4th. Looking forward to that one. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that show. I always did really well in Beaumont, so. Yeah, and then it's, it's what, 30 minutes or whatever from there? 40 minutes from there? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that'll be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let's go ahead and bring our guest in. Our guest is sitting there. We haven't seen our guest in forever. But, bam, it's Corey Martin of Corey Martin's Reptiles. How's it going, Corey? Hey, how are y'all? Good. Uh, we haven't seen you at a show in forever because you've been traveling the world. It's yeah, it's it's been a problem. All right, so yeah. while y'all were traveling the world, I had a great idea and I just needed it to happen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I need a show that is just you and Blake Wilson traveling the world, and so, you and you just responding to everything that Blake does. So we can almost accommodate that because we're going to the Amazon next week. Oh, next week. Yeah, I need wow. I need somebody to film some of this. <laughs> just, <laughs> just wear a GoPro that faces you the whole time, Corey, so we could just get your. <laughs> Facial reactions when, reactions. you know, you turn around and Blake's standing naked in front of Victoria Falls or um, yeah. some of the, uh, I bet the locals just look at him like, well, who's this giant man? They were, they were a little um, alarmed. They, they had <laughs> never seen anything like our group come through. That whole Victoria Falls stunt, they were freaking out. That They were like, you're going to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we interviewed Blake at a Brian College Station show, mm-hmm. and my goal is at this next Brian College Station show to get Blake on if he's there and and, and talk to – get his point of view because he's had a lot happen since last time. I mean, yeah. he uh, he's traveled several different places. He's had uh, some internal pets yeah. that uh, have hatched out of his body yes, he or died in his body. Uh, so that's all stuff that I want to ask him. I mean, last time we talked to him, it was yeah. strippers and – all yeah. sorts of stuff. So I don't even remember. I mean, I remember, but <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, there's no bot fly additions next week. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you could do to stop that from happening? Wear long pants and long sleeves. I think, for which the, is what Corey Martin will be doing, right? Body can theoretically, you know, get it. So I bet Corey will be wearing long pants and long sleeves. Corey will be wearing long pants and long <laughs> sleeves, and. But one of the guys on our Zimbabwe trip had just gotten back from Peru. There's actually, he actually had one like right behind his ear right here. Oh. So, um, you know, I think you're kind of kind of limited in terms of totally avoiding it. I mean, can you have them easily removed? Yes. Yeah, so just you Blake can just decided more, not to. You can much more easily remove them than, than that whole thing. So. Katie's here. Oh, there's Katie. She's got, uh, she's got, hey, Katie. She's got her headphones on and she'll be able to hear. Okay. But what, uh, what time of year is it in Peru now? Is it there... So it is uh, like summer going into fall. Okay. Yep. But they're you know they're very equatorial, so right. stays warm uh, there most of the year. So. Yeah, but it's it's still rainy season there, so it'll be all mushy for us. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was humid enough today. I yeah. Can't, like. Ugh. I, I know we were. My daughter and I were out today, and we were just like 
dude, it's February. We're not going to survive summer. Yeah. One of my kids today, when we were leaving recess, he was like, it's so hot. And another kid goes, dude, it's not even summer yet. What are you talking about? It's just humid. It hadn't even hit 90 yet. I had to drag fans out today. I was like, where do we move the fans to? And uh, yeah. when I was in the shop working. It shouldn't be 80 degrees in February. Oh. So, uh, uh, Katie, I, I left uh, I left you a spot so you could say our sponsor. I got herps. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I had to get the girl to music practice. Figured I'd leave you the spot. We're all we're all waiting now. I know. I wasn't ready. I thought you already did it. No, if this is your thing. Oh, if you're looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit LSReptileRacks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Yes. <sighs> Good. Yes. <laughs> and you can get any of those delivered to any of the Herp shows because you're doing pretty much everything except for Oklahoma, basically. Robert's when saying. is Oklahoma? I have no idea. I don't care or know. It's, <laughs> he's not doing it. <laughs> you're yeah. not going it's, there. It's not, on the, it's not on the list of uh, soon coming. Like the only reason I had to maybe go to Oklahoma was to visit John and Callie, but even that's not going to matter in a couple of months. Yeah, so. when they move to Texas. Yeah. So, so no Where are you moving? To College Station, Brown College Station area. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So, all right. Um, <clears throat> let's go. So, y'all went. Let's let's go to the trip. So, yes. you went. Where in Africa did you and, and Blake Wilson go? <laughs> and, a, and a large group of people. I just, I, it wasn't just it wasn't me and just the team. Nope. In That's my mind, right. in my mind, it's just you and Blake Wilson <laughs> traveling the world together. It's, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So, we went to Zimbabwe. We were on uh, this giant uh, private ranch property that was about 40 minutes outside of Victoria Falls. And it's a place where normally um, normally they do a lot of uh, big game hunting there. They'd never had herpers come through and they were kind of, this was kind of like a new. <laughs> so Blake was their first experience with herpers. This was their first experience oh. with herpers. Hmm. They were like, it was, it totally just rocked their world. They were like, we're used to just chasing these things off. Like we're looking for them. Yeah. Like we're <laughs> actively hunting them to photograph. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they really got into it. I think by the end they had like, like, so on the property that we were on, it was very, very large, like I was saying. And there were like a lot of these little um, villages within the property and like a lot of the you know, kids who lived in the villages were like finding chameleons for us and that kind of thing. So it was, it was really cute by the end. Um, but it was different to do herping um, in a place where there are lots and lots and lots of things that can kill you yeah. other than like, you know, snakes. So <laughs> some of your, um, some of the stuff that you posted, like I was having anxiety for you and I was across <laughs> the world. Elephants. Like, the yeah. elephants were nuts. And so when we first got there, we didn't know enough to be afraid. Uh, we were just like the stupid Americans who didn't realize, you know, what kind of a risk it was. So the first few nights we're out there herping and the guides are freaking out. And we're like spreading out far and wide and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. And we hear an elephant sound and everyone runs and jumps back into the truck. Um, and it was really not until a few days later when we actually encountered the elephants that we were like, Oh shit! We should have been taking this a whole lot more seriously than we were. Like these things are real. They're real. You guys actually got they, charged, didn't you? 
We did. We got, well, it was, it was like a, it was a bluff charge. She wasn't really coming after us. That's enough but to it was shit yourself. Enough to yep. Like, you know, it was, it was intense. Um, and then one night, um, cause we would usually go out in the morning and the afternoon and then again in the evening. And one night we were out and came across a pack of elephants, not far from our camp. And seeing them at night was really intense. And it was just, they were everywhere and you couldn't see them until they were like right on top of you. So they walk around. They're super quiet. I know they're really quiet. And then like, they're just there. If they're not knocking and over trees. Or there, and then there were a lot there and there was a lot of, a whole lot of vegetation where we were. So you couldn't see very far. Um, it wasn't like that, you know, typical African savanna type thing that you have in mind. It was very, very, you know, brushy and very dense vegetation. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, they would be right on top of you when you find, when you saw them. So it was, it was alarming and interesting. We were really glad there was a, a guy with a gun with us all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it helped our, our guides were telling us all sorts of stories about how if you get charged by an elephant, um, you've got to like shoot it in this one spot in the head, mm-hmm. like within 10 meters range. Yeah. And he said like one time he had an elephant like actually like fall and its trunk landed on him. It was that close. Yeah. The spot you have to hit is about the size of your hand. Yeah. It's pretty small. It's like on an yeah. alligator. It's the size of a quarter. Yeah. 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 I'll pass. Yeah. So thankful- thankfully that did not have to happen while we were there. Well, and it's, um, a, it's amazing how quiet an animal that big can be going through the brush. If yes. it wants to be. Well, or they can be incredibly loud and destructive. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, because <laughs> like, we the way saw the... them just like you know totally break trees in half and that just kind of thing. Easy. It was the power is just out of control. Like the way their feet are designed, they're they're cushions and they're built to be very quiet when they walk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, so my daughter and I loved watching Naked and Afraid, and there was one episode where they were in Africa, and like you can always tell when it goes from being a show to like I know we're no more serious now. Like they had to take the these two people and just remove them because oh, yeah. this herd of elephants were coming through, and like we can't. We can't. We stay. can't leave you here. And so you, you have get, like to clips go. of them actually like there was a baby and they're charging them and everything. Wow! And I was like, yeah, that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, especially when you're just out in the middle of like you're just sitting there because at, at 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 night, like you said, it's you can't out there. It's dark. Like I don't think people understand like dark. Like when we live here dark, in New York right. City, you can go outside and still see things all the way down the street. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 Nothing. There are nothing no street like lights out there. You know, we had flashlights and that sort of thing, but even with the flashlights, you're it's not just dark. It's dark. But. So it was an incredible experience. Super, super glad I got to do it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was it was so much fun. We we saw very few snakes while we were there, which was kind of a disappointment. Um, we we only saw a house snake and a uh, bush snake. And we briefly, like for the briefest bit of time, saw a black mamba on the road. By the time we stopped, it was gone. So mm. that but that was it. We, the snakes were really tough to find. We saw a lot of chameleons. Um, several other types of lizards. Uh, we saw geckos. Uh, we saw Nile monitors. Um, several Nile monitors. Even we saw one that was like 20 feet up in a tree, which totally took us by surprise. Hmm. Uh, um, so we saw those. We saw uh, white-throated monitors. There was like a clutch of white-throated monitors, and we found several of them. Oh, that's cool. That, they, they had like taken over one of the buildings. Um in the camp where we were and all the like locals, like they refused to go in there anymore because these things were running around inside. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we did, we, we grabbed them. Um, Blake got envenomated. So that was fun. Um, by what? By one of the monitors. So would you, would you say that by the, by the end of your trip, 
your guides and the, the people where you were staying were more comfortable with the thought of having to go and find the reptiles and things like that? So they were. And actually, just this past week, we got a message uh, from one of the people there. Um, they kind of remember what it was that they came across. Um, it was one of the venomous species. Um, and they, instead of uh, killing it like they normally do, they just relocated it. That's so awesome. So it was really, yes, it was a puffy. Um, and so, yeah. And so they normally just kill them when they come across them and this time they relocated it. So it was neat that there was educating people halfway around the world. Yeah. That's so cool. So, um, yeah. So I know they're planning another trip there in November and it's supposedly there's, uh, not going to be, you know, all of the vegetation at that point. And so visibility should be a little better. Um, so yeah. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go in that one, but um, yeah, there will be another one. And so now you're going to, you said Peru? Yeah. So going to the Peruvian Amazon next. That's awesome. There's rainbow bows there. Well, I'm, there's all sorts of things there. I'm, (laughs) I'm really excited uh, to see what we can come across on this one. Um, I think the, uh, the big thing we're looking for, um, is Bushmasters. Oh, man. Gosh. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully um, there's no envenomation from that one. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully yeah. not. Um, we're, we'll be looking for, for Bushmasters, but, um, you know, there will be all, just all sorts of stuff everywhere. So There's it no elephants. Be, you're good. No elephants. So, you know, it's really just like, you know, a fair to lance or something that'll kill me, not, <laughs> not a large mammal. So... Yeah. I, that would be a, that. See, that kind of trip would be upsetting if you went and did not see snakes. Just it would be at. really sad. Yeah, it would be really sad. Um, yeah, so we're it's it's a this one's going to be a really small group, and we have a guide and a cook, and we're going to be camping and like taking a boat up the river and all sorts of fun stuff. So I made sure to get a satellite phone because I don't <laughs> trust certain dumb boys. So. <laughs> I just, I, we need to find a way for Max Hicks to get enough money together so he can travel with y'all and record everything. Well, he was supposed to go to Zimbabwe, right? But he was, yeah. But he's going somewhere else in Africa. Indone- I think or, he's going to do Indonesia, um, yeah. an Indonesia trip. Yeah. 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 So did we already talk about how you came across this trip? Like how yeah, you... Yeah, so... Did we talk about yeah, that? So, did I miss it? No. Okay. We didn't, no. So... So this trip was organized uh, by a guy named Daniel Solis, um, and he his Instagram and stuff is Jungle Diaries, uh, and he organizes a lot of various trips. Um, this one was uh, Daniel Solis, and then another guy, um, Ian, put it together. Um, Ian had actually been to this place before for hunting and thought it would be a great spot to go herping, and so that's kind of how it all came together. Um, and so... You know, I just, um, I follow Daniel and I saw him post about this and I was like, man, this is going to be really, really a cool opportunity. And I talked to him about it and the price was um, very affordable. Um, and so, which, you know, you wouldn't expect for that kind of trip, but it was. And Corey's rolling um, in that ball python money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was like frequent flyer miles and, you know, all that kind of stuff to do to save money on the, on it. But, um, 
but yeah, so it just kind of came together that way. And it just so happened that um, Blake, I think Blake's traveled with him before. And so Blake was on this trip too. Max was originally supposed to be on the trip. Um, and then, you know, there were a, a few others, um, a guy from California um, and a woman from Connecticut and who was a vet. And it was really fun having a vet on the trip and all of her insights. So, um, yeah, so it was a fun little group and um, lots and lots of fun. Apparently I was prescribed the, the wrong anti-malarial meds and was super sick the first like day or two until I realized I had to take it with food. <laughs> Live and learn. It's better than getting malaria. This is much, much better than getting malaria. It's very true. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm trying to figure out whose idea was the picture at the waterfall? Um, so that one was Blake's idea, but it like evolved from his original idea. <laughs> for nobody, so for nobody didn't, I think we talked about before. Originally it was going to be a picture of him pretending to like pee off the ledge. And then, like, you know, others were decided to join in, too. And it was, like, a whole thing. So, so I think we mentioned it on a previous and I, and episode. I, I it was comments on who took the picture. It was, it's a picture of him and two other guys just butt-ass naked standing on top of – it was Victoria Falls. Well, they're across from it. They're across, across from it. They're looking at it. Yeah. looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting things happen yeah but we, they were, we were – I was, like, I was terrified we were going to get stopped at the airport and all arrested, but – we all made it out. Oh, all right. So uh, the question this week was from Corey and it was, it was basically based around this. It was, if you could go herping anywhere in the world, where would you go? And what would you hope to find? What were you hoping to find when you went there? I really wanted to find a rock Python. That was, that, that was cool. my big one, but no luck. That'd have been a cool one. They're so friendly. I would want to see like, some kind of tortoises or something in the wild. Oh, we did see leopard tortoises. We saw oh, several leopard tortoises while we were there. Cool. Yep. Yep. We got we saw several and they were gorgeous. Okay, um, he's like, I want to see the one that can't kill me. Let me yeah, find tortoises. Pretty much. I'm down for that. Yeah. When I had I was holding one and it pooped all over me, so that was super fun. <laughs> yeah. But what they do. As would I say, that, that's a thing. normal normal tortoise thing. <laughs> So uh, going through some of the answers here for what other people wanted, uh, Amanda Reddy, our friend Amanda Reddy, said Madagascar, of course. Uh, Panther and Parsons Chameleons, uh, they want to go someday and do the Tour of Dragons, which is like a two or three week long chameleon tour in Madagascar, uh, which I guess if you're a chameleon person, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but Ashley, Ashley Howdy said Indonesia. She wants to see mo water monitors. So she wants to see black, oh, yeah. black dragons in the wild. That would be awesome. Retics and, and Solaris, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, Todd Autry said Australia, and then he just said monitors. Just who? Just Todd Autry. No, just monitors. Any any monitors in Australia, which I think you could probably find there. Uh, Brad Callahan said anywhere in South America, just to see boas in the wild. Uh, said Suriname is probably his number one on the list. I, I would love to see boas in the wild. Any, I'll take any <clears throat> boa in the wild. Hell, I don't mind. I would go out west and just see rosy boas in the wild. I'm cool with that too. So. Oh, it's breaking up real bad on my end. Oh, no. Uh-oh. We're good on this side. I hope we're good on I'm, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Scott Schmidt said, I'm going to mispronounce this, Ambon Island. Looking for, man, everybody using scientific names, Somalia Clastolepis. I should probably know what that is, but I, I, I don't. I don't know what that is. Oh, no, we lost Corey. 
Can anybody else still hear us? Let's see if anybody in our in our chat comments if they can still hear us. Uh, Jason Miller Radovich said Boa is in the wild gets his vote. Yeah, I'm all for Boa. Again, I'll take any Boa in the wild. Um, my, my, I'm going to skip my dad's. Uh, I know how to pronounce this. Jack. I'm not going to ruin your last name, though. But I now know how to pronounce Jack. said Costa Rica to see eyelash vipers and dart frogs. Uh, eyelash vipers and dart frogs in the wild would be a cool one to see. Corey's back. There's Corey. Hey, sorry. I just yelled at my husband to get my teenager off the computer. Our buddy Victor said South America for some Hondurans and black milks. A big black milk in the wild would be cool. It's all good. That would be nice. Yeah, it would. Uh, and Danielle said Africa. She'd like to see things uh, probably couldn't. What did she say? And I'd like to see things I probably shouldn't be getting close to, like mambas, bush vipers, etc. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I think mine would probably be South America, somewhere in South. I, I've always wanted to go to Galapagos, but like I, I really want to see boas, and there's yeah. not going to be boas in Galapagos. But I mean, seeing giant tortoises in the wild would be freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. I want to. I, w- I would really like to go to Galapagos. I'd love to do Komodo. I want to see. Oh yeah. I mean, basically, be walking around with dinosaurs that you know at any moment, if they wanted to, could kill you. Yeah. And your only yeah. protection is a Indonesian guy with a stick. <laughs> so that would be fun. Yeah, that would be interesting. Every time I watch videos of somebody roaming around uh, Komodo, I'm like, all they have is these big ass sticks with a little Y on the end of it. I'm like. You could totally get past that stick if it wanted to. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, a, but that's your opportunity to get away. That's true. Hopefully, they're attacking the guy with because you know stick. you only have to outrun one person. That is true, and they got they're, they're shorter over or there. They trip, knock them down. Yeah, I'd be the one sacrificed, so I'm gonna stay home. Thanks, guys. Because it'd probably be like I'll just climb trees and <laughs> like oh shit these things sacrifice me. You're like oh shit these things climb trees also. Mm-hmm. It's like running from a, <laughs> running from a bear. Yeah, you know. Oh. But no, I, I I need to go. This we we said it last year. We didn't go. We've got to go out west Texas. We do. Yeah, seriously. We need to get a group of folks to go out there's, west Texas. There is so much to see in, in West Texas, Arizona. Yeah, I'd I love mean, to see rattlesnakes. Just different types of rattlesnakes in the well, wild. You've never seen an Aatrox, right? I've never seen an Aatrox. Yeah, we got. Oh, wow. I don't know that my heart and my anxiety can handle finding venomous snakes in the wild. Oh, I can't. Like we've relocated <laughs> and, uh, venomous snakes in the wild before, but that's different because like people had already caught them, they brought them to the zoo, and then we took them we, back. We, we had to go catch copperheads in the wild. Did James tell yeah, you about that the venomous terrifying. snake that I found Monday? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Ta- no, you go ahead and tell that's us. Right. I did tell that story. Monday, uh, Rachel's dad called her and said, hey, if y'all will come up here, they live near Lake Livingston, um, I'll do your brake pads for you because I can build anything, but I'm not a mechanic. And she needed new brake pads and the dealership wanted stupid money. And it's like $80 for the brake pads. And so we went up there and while we're there, I said, well, I'm going to go out and put some corn in the deer feeder. And, um, you know, it's East Texas, thick, thick woods. And I ride the foiler out there and we have a couple of cameras set up and I pull up right up to one of the cameras at the base of this big oak tree that's got a bunch of leaves. And I step off and I feel something slap the side of my foot. And I look down and all I see is about three or four inches of copperhead and a green tail hitting my foot. I've stepped wow. on it. I stepped on the business end, thank goodness. A baby. Wow. And I'm in shorts and, fl- and tennis shoes and uh, not flip flops. He would probably would have gotten me if I'd have my yeah. flip flops on. Yeah. Shorts and tennis shoes. And I'm like, well, all right, I'm going to jump. And <laughs> I'd have paid money to watch you jump. And, well, that was more of a uh, 
lively step. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of picked my foot up back. I, I put my other foot on the four wheeler and just kind of stepped up like that. And he didn't want anything to do with me. He of course like, this not. Fucking giant just stepped on that. <laughs> and uh, he uh, took off into the leaves and disappeared. But yeah. Man, you're like three inches from that being a bad story. From you getting to meet uh, Spencer Green in person. Yeah. Well, I've met him, but, uh, <laughs> I get, you know, getting to Not for this. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yep. That was interesting. See, Corey could have just stepped off the truck and stepped onto a black mamba. That's a, you know, that's a 10 or 12 foot snake versus a, about <laughs> yeah, an Yeah, I was wearing snake. like big old boots too, so yeah, a little different. I've, I've never stepped on it. So down in the jungle, you've got to worry more about parasites yeah. and um, mosquito, I mean, all the bugs, everything. Yeah. It's it's a lot different. Yeah, yeah so I, I had to go get some shots a couple of weeks ago. Um they gave me some prophylactic amoxicillin in case that parasite uh, comes along. I have anti-malarial meds, different ones this time, so hopefully I won't be puking a whole bunch. Don't go um, in the water. What? Don't go in the water. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing a life straw in case we run out of bottled water. Yep. <laughs> my only thought, my only, not my only fear, my biggest fear of going to a jungle in South America and going in the water is that one fish. That can swim up your urethra. Oh, right. That's my that's my biggest fear. Is it going up in there and then the spines stick out? And then there's a fish in your urethra. No. I yeah, can't. no, that would not be fun. That's horrifying. Like That would not be fun. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Parasites are bad, too. And <laughs> throwing up and malaria is bad. But, but it, a catfish like, in my penis is... Level. I think catfish in my penis is probably the top of what I don't yeah. want to have happen. It's not yeah, classified as a fair. parasite, either. Yeah, because it doesn't feed off of you. Mm-mm. It just, it just messes out. with you. Well, it, it senses the ammonia in your urine if you're peeing in the water. And uh, and then it travels up that and then into your urethra. And then the spines stick into the soft tissue. And, and then it's inside your penis. And then it's just there. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm assuming yeah. it could also be inside a vagina. But I have a penis, right. and that's what I'm more worried about. <laughs> right. Uh, I could do an anatomy lesson right now, but I'm going to let that one pass. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, Anyways, um, so besides traveling the world, yeah. uh, you also had a, a big part of like business-wise, you had something come up. What did you just purchase? Well, I didn't purchase anything. Well, I rented. Rent, rent. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I I just got a uh, possession of a facility. So I'm in the process of getting that all set up right now so I can move my animals over. And it's a huge deal because my house is out of space. Yeah. And um, I've been there. I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> I've carried two giant racks upstairs with your you, husband. You have. Oh, you have. I've heard oh y'all got to take those down now. Y'all got to take them down. <laughs> I've heard the horror stories of your driveway. Uh, yes. Yes. It's a very steep driveway. It's the steepest driveway I've ever seen. Like It's in very short, but very yeah. steep. It's Yeah. It's a very abrupt. <laughs> yep. There's no owning a low rider if you no, live in no. a sports I, car. I got, rat food. I got rat food the other day, and that was enough to bottom out my minivan. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's yeah. steep. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm in the process of getting the facility all, all set up right now. Um, I have to insulate it. I have to put HVAC in. Um, and so those are those are my big projects right now. I'm working on getting all my getting quotes and um it's a whole ordeal because they're making me put the ac unit on and uh it's but anyway less fun it'll be really nice if it's done and i can move the animals in oh no we're losing 
do you have an idea of how long it'll take? So I'm hoping by the end of March we'd be good. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, because it's almost the end of February, so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're not looking at too far out. So it should be good. It's a thousand square feet, so I've got lots and lots of room. Um, Brittany Reed. Brittany Reed got her when she got her place. It's about the same size, and she's like, "I have all this room," and then she put all her stuff in it, and she's like, "I don't have enough room." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's that worry, but hopefully we'll be okay. Yeah, Corey just wanted to be able to say my facility. It'll be nice because you'll have everything in one place. Yes, and And it's not in the house. I'm looking forward to it because I can like leave to go do stuff. And <laughs> right. when I'm there, I don't have all of the home stuff calling to me. I can just go and get my shit done over there. Yeah. Is and it pretty close to your house? It's like 15 minutes away. So not too That's bad. Not bad. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to keep any reptiles at home? I will. We have a few that are more like pets that we'll, we'll keep here. Uh, we have, we have a, an iguana that we got from Carl that we'll keep here. You still have your first ball python? Um, no, I sold that. Oh, did you? <laughs> it was my son's ball python. I didn't know if you kept that one for sentimental reasons or not. I, I did, remember. Well, I did. And I, then I then I was just tired of it taking up space, and I didn't even tell him I was selling <laughs> it. I just sold it. But he hadn't looked at it for probably a year or two, so I don't think he even knows that it's gone at this point. <laughs> He's like, He's I'm tired of feeding this ball python. It needs to go somewhere else. Ball python taking up space. Yeah, so um, so that's the other thing I'm working on is reducing the um, percentage of my collection that's taken up with ball pythons. That's, that's going to be it. a longer, that's going to be a longer term project for sure. But um, it's I'm I'm for a lot of reasons really looking forward to to narrowing that down some. Yeah, I mean the main one is not having ball pythons. That's the main one is. Not breeding so many rats. Yeah, I'm. I'm so. I'm so sick of working in the rat room. Like so sick of it, and I'm not moving the rats over. Oh, you're and not. So, you're gonna keep them out there. I mean, you have a pretty good, good setup there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, it's still, you know, it's an it's a garage that's attached to my house, so it makes my house smell, um, which is less than ideal. And it's just, it's that's the biggest piece of drudgery in all of this is just that, like. You've always like they're always there and always needing to be cleaned. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go in. I the, would really like to be less reliant on on breeding feeders. So our, our garage is attached to it, you, the door to go to our garage is from our laundry room slash um, pantry. Okay. And sometimes I'll go back there to get something, and I'm like, Rachel, you got a dead rat out there. <laughs> oh no! It's just right there at that door mm-hmm. where there's a little bit of air exchange because you. Yep. But yeah. Because, uh, you know, yep. with a dead rat, it's hours and you can smell it. Yep. Um, I don't know what it is about them, but they go bad quick. They sure do. Really, really fast. Well, and, I mean, at a thousand square feet in your new area, having to separate yeah. a section just for rats would take up so much of that. It, yeah. It, yeah, it, it would take up a whole lot. It would increase my construction costs to have to, like, zone off particular space. and Yeah. I have permission for the snakes. I don't have permission for the rats. Yeah. So. How, how does that conversation go when they're like, all right, you want to rent this? What do you want to put in here? Well, <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> I imagine that's exactly how it went. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much exactly how it went. And, um, they thought it was really cool. I guess the, the, the manager of the place, his daughter has a snake and, um, you know, they have all sorts of weird businesses being operated there. And so they were like, I just need to get approval and from our man, from our, you know, our owners, make sure they're fine with it. And they were. And so 
I'm totally good with uh, with having reptiles there. That's so cool. And it's actually one of the interesting things is so with part of the whole lease process, I had to get insurance on my business for the first time. Yeah. And so I actually have my animals insured now. Wow. Yeah. I, so that's awesome. How does that yeah. process work? Did someone have to, do they take your word on how much they're worth or do they tell you how much they're willing to do? Yeah, no, they took my word on it because I'm paying, I'm, you know, paying premiums based on the value. Um, and so they just asked me what the, you know, value of, you know, all of the, you know, equipment and things that I have in my, in my space are, and I gave them a number. Yeah. Because it doesn't behoove you to make the number low. Right. Because then if you have a claim, you're the one that ends up screwed on it, not them. Yep. So yeah, yep. you, you, it's better for you to give them a, a correct number and pay a higher premium. And the but premiums, I mean, it's, it's not, it wasn't anything crazy. So, um, yeah, so it, um, it was, but it's a nice little bit of peace of mind, like to know that, you know. Yeah. Well, especially since we have friends that have gone through losing yeah. everything. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Especially since now this is not a hobby for you. This is a job for you. And so if you lose yep. that, you, you have to go back to working again. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, uh, in the chat, Darren says, will you have alarms and cameras installed in the new place? Yeah, so um, that is the plan. I'm I'm currently behind a security. My my whole facility is behind a security fence. The facility Good. has cameras, and then I'm going to be installing uh, some cameras inside as well. Good, that's awesome. And then uh, the Reddies asked, "What will you breed if you downsize your ball pythons?" And yeah, so, and they said uh, that should, they want to know basically what will you breed that will help your rat problem since you're not going to. Yeah. Breed. So so the the big so a couple of things that'll help with the rat problem. Um, one, the ball pythons are the only ones I have that are really hugely reliant on live feeders all the time. Um, so I have a big carpet python group. Um, I also have black-headed pythons. They all eat frozen without an issue. Um, so there's that. But then I'm also getting really, really, really into dwarf monitors and tree monitors. And we've got bugs for them and not rats. And bugs are so much easier. So I never thought about that. If we got rid of all of our bot pythons, I wouldn't need any more live rats. Yep. No, yeah. Yep. Because every, I mean, colubrids will eat whatever you put in front of them for the most part. That's why I like boas, yep. except for this fucking calabars over here that only wants to eat whenever the moon is oh, just right. I was supposed to check oh, no. and see if there's any pinkies born. I'll check when I get home. Cool. I got to go pick the girl up from music so I can swing by and grab it if need be. Maybe remind me before I leave. Yeah. And by swing I, by, I went, Joe will hold it. I went three days this week not going to check the mail when I left in the morning because I had something in there that I needed to put on a on a, a spider enclosure. Three mornings of walking out the door. Go check the mail. I have to drive around the corner to do that. Yeah. Get in my truck, start it up, my seatbelt on, get my podcast going, pull out, make a right, make a left. And get all the way up on the freeway and go, <laughs> shit. I didn't go by the mailbox because I have my to, mailbox. Like my neighborhood mailbox is literally across the street yeah, from my it's house. Right there, I still don't get mail very often. <laughs> I have to go to leave my neighborhood. I go to the left, but to go to my mailbox, I have to go to the right. Oh. So it's like I have to go we to really the mailbox. I went this afternoon when I got home. Well, this is the first time since college that we've lived in a place that didn't have its own mailbox. Is so that mm-hmm. a thing for like you forget like a week into it? Like, oh yeah, I haven't checked the mail in a week. Yeah. Whereas, like, it's if you're weird. in a house with a mailbox right there, like, every day you get there, you just check it's it. It's gotten bad enough before that the mail lady's left a note on our door. <laughs> She's like, I can't fit anything else in your mailbox. Can you please go empty it? <laughs> yeah. So I try to do it at least once a couple weeks. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that comes in the mail that I don't already know about. Yeah. yeah. All of my bills are online. I don't. What? 
you know? Yeah. A shitload I'm, of junk mail. I'm always afraid. There's a package coming, USPS, that I know mm-hmm. I need to grab. That's the only time that's, I think of My fear is whatever I check is going to be asking for more money. Yeah. That's all I really – that's yeah. why I don't want to check them out. Well, Rarely is there a check in there. It's only a bill. What I was waiting for was the uh, um, the locks, those acrylic locks that I use on the yeah. acrylic enclosures. And, uh, yeah, I got them now. <laughs> <laughs> so – Talking about doing, uh, you're gonna be doing more carpets. Uh, I have seen that you had the was it the Pilbara? Yep. Rock uh, the, monitors. Yep, the Pilbara rock monitors. I have a trio of them. Um, I've started getting into uh, green tree monitors. Um, I have an adult pair, and I just got a couple more babies today. Cool. And I also have a peacock monitor, um, and I'm hoping to get to add more of them as well. Um, and my goal is to just keep um, to over the next year or so, just keep expanding the monitor group. I love them. Are you going to get blue and black tree monitors? That would, that's my hope. Just get green, blue, and black and line them up. That'd look cool. Yeah, there's yeah. yellow too. I don't, I'm not as into the yellow, um, but I also haven't seen them in person. So they might be amazing in person. I just haven't seen them in person. I really like the greens. They're so pretty. And it'll yeah. be so much nicer for rodent-wise just to be able to go to the freezer to get rodents than having yep. to deal with watering and feeding and hoping that things don't flood and you have to clean out shit and things don't die. I mean, the obvious downside is they're more expensive than breeding them yourself. Um, but when you add so, in the time of having to do, see, my problem is I, I feel that I'm expensive. Uh, yeah. My time is expensive and I just don't want to do that shit. Well, I mean, so you're, you're working a full-time job, you know, like yeah. for me, this is my full-time That's job. True. So it's really just personal laziness as the reason um, <laughs> to not want to do it. It's him but, too. Don't, don't let him. Yeah, I'm tired of going home. 100% personal James's laziness. skin is allergic to sweat. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's because sweat. I'm tired when I get home and yet I still find time to do oh, a whole bunch of shit. Uh, you choose to. You choose to. Who else is going to do it? It'll get done eventually. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, eventually, that's the great, great time. I fucking hate uh, that word. <laughs> Jason Miller says, man. Jason says, do you uh, value the animals based on what they cost right now or what their production will make you when you did the insurance? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so that's a good question. I just, I value them based off of like re- re- current replacement cost. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it seems yeah. like a weird, like, did have you to talk like, to a, an insurance adjuster and go, all right, so this snake is worth this. So or, did you, like, add, like, some wiggle room into that for yeah, anything so, that you so would just, get I, into you know, in I, the future? I didn't, I, I didn't have to be super exact about oh, okay. it. So, yeah, so I just, you know, did a rough estimate. It's probably a little bit less than the total amount that I, you know, that I have, <laughs> but it's close enough. Because you're not in, you're not insuring individual snakes. You're insuring no, yeah, the, no, whole, no. the whole, the yeah. whole as a whole. It's for yeah, catastrophic it's, loss. It's, it's all of my stuff. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and the, yeah, and so I was actually I had to go through a few different insurance companies before finding one that was you know comfortable working with um, a reptile business. But I did. So awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, there's just a, it's definitely a peace of mind. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine now that if you were to lose everything. Like I said, it's like I said, it's not a hobby anymore. If I were to lose everything, yeah. it would suck. But I'm not out my, being able to pay my bills. Yep. Yeah. It's it's you know it's definitely a lot less than it used to be, given the way the ball, Python market has uh, turned lately. But it's you know it's a substantial investment. Wait, wait, wait. Are you a ball python breeder saying that the ball python market is not as strong as it it used to be? Is that not con- common knowledge? 
I mean, I, I'm there's told, a lot of all Python breeders out there that get really mad if you say that. I'm told that it's still amazing and that there is no end to it and that it will always be that way. We're down to 46,000 ball pythons on Morph Marker. Oh, good, good. We're right. under 50,000. That's good. Yeah, there, there, there is an oversupply right now. There are. It is certainly still possible to sell ball pythons. I am certainly still selling ball pythons. Sure. Um, but I am not selling certain morphs for what I was selling them for a year ago. Uh, you are not doing this pyramid scheme properly. You're supposed <laughs> to say that it is strong as always, and everyone should buy all the ball pythons and forget everything yeah, else. Uh-huh. Yeah, that. That. And pastels are amazing, and everyone needs ten of them. <laughs> and I've got like fifteen I can sell you. So, <laughs> oh, so that's I, so it's it's an interesting path you've taken because you know you, you got heavily into a lot of ball pythons, but I know you had carpets also. So it's got to yeah. be nice to start getting back into some of that as well. It is. It is. So um, you know, one of the things that. Now that I'm, you know, really working at this full time, I'm, I'm looking at some of my grow up animals and I'm like, dang, if I had prioritized feeding you a little bit more, I could be breeding you this year. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, one of the things I'm doing right now is just really working on making sure some of my, um, you know, grow ups are going to be ready to breed next year. I'll, I should be breeding blackheads next year. So that'll be Sweet. exciting. As long yeah. as they don't eat each other. As long as they don't eat each other. Um, they should be fine. That is always what scares me. We'll see. We'll see. That was, that was still cracks me. That was Brian College Station where she was like, "Hey, should I get this blackhead? I'm gonna get this blackhead." Yep. Like, must be nice. Must be nice. James was like, "Because uh, you came over and were like, man, you got to see these blackheads that Jim has over here." Yeah, was it Jim? Yeah, it was yeah, Jim. It was Jim. And and then, blackheads. Uh, then you came back and you're like, "Cord just bought them." Yeah, she bought them. <laughs> I was like, yep. "It went from should I get them to yeah, I'm gonna get them." That's awesome. Yeah, I mean okay. that happens to me very quickly. So. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> And you have I the. Don't, I don't have a lot of self control when it comes to buying reptiles. And you have the exanthic ones, right? That's. I, so yeah, I, I have an exanthic male and a head exanthic female, and then I have a second pair, um, and then I have a Swiss line female that oh, I'm bringing up. To. One of his Swiss line females. It that one's from Jason Hood. Oh, it's Jason Hood. But awesome. it's apparently yeah. the same line of stuff yeah. that originally did with Jim. Yeah, there's there's two people I know about blackheads, and it's Jason Hood and Jim. So those are the two people. Yeah. If I were going to buy one. Or now Corey, apparently, because Corey's going to be the next big oh, blackhead. Yep. Leader. I'll yeah. go ahead and put my name on the list and start saving money now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, I don't think people understand how big those snakes get. I wish I had bought, large. I wish I had bought some Speckle Kings from Jim before he got out of them. Yeah, my Speckle King from Jim is like one of my favorite snakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to quit doing them. I was like, yeah. That sucks for everybody else. I got mine. They were so pretty. I remember you, seeing them at that show, too. You almost did not get yours. Because you did not want to get it at that show. I didn't want to waste money on it. This yeah, is no. when I stepped up, and I'm normally like, no, we're not spending money on reptiles. But I was like, you know what? No, we're getting this. You've looked at it for too long. We're doing it. Yeah. But no, his black, those Swiss line blackheads that he has every time, I'm like, oh, those are amazing. But it's yeah. a big, it's a big old snake. Big old snake that uh could possibly eat another snake, which always scares yeah. the crap out of me. Yeah, and the, I'm, you know, I'm normally not one who does, like, the whole James Lewis wear gloves when you're holding snakes. <laughs> but I do it with the black-headed pythons because those guys are sneaky. Like, they'll be all, like, cute. Then all of a sudden, they'll just be like, hey, hey. Yeah. So, they'll do that whole, like, head along your arm and all of a sudden, like, head turns and bite. Yeah. And then they're, like, latched on and not letting go for dear life. 
I mean, so, it's, it's, it, they're a strong snake too. They're a big, thick, strong yeah. snake with full grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you looking for besides blackheads? What are you looking forward to most? Once you get settled in, I guess it's another thing. You're moving yeah. everything to this facility. You also have to struggle with the possibility that some things that would normally breed at your house yep. may not breed this year coming up. Yeah. And so that's one thing I'm, I'm looking at with the transition over there. Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to, it's going to be a process of moving things over. Um, if I have ball Python females that are pretty far along in their, um, follicle development, I'm probably going to wait until after they lay to move them. Um, I'm probably not going to move my carpets over until after we kind of get through the breeding season with them. Because um, I think most people look at it going, you're moving 15 minutes away. That can't be that big of a deal. But we, we know that there's it's small changes that can drastically change yeah. on animal act. Us moving. Then all- I, then I've also heard people who, you know, move facilities and then all of a sudden everything goes like yeah. they're just, they're so weird and unpredictable. Well, us moving everything for the freeze in 2021 we're just now getting back to where our animals are yeah. back to normal. I mean, normal. Yeah. You know, quote unquote, yeah. because it, it was traumatic for them. Traumatic for us. They got cold and hot and cold and hot. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we've talked about before, like baby snakes that don't eat, you can take them on a car ride and bring them home and they may eat for you. Like yeah. it's weird things like that, that yep. affect how the, their behavior is. So hopefully that move, you know, it doesn't, yeah. you don't have to move to a completely different altitude in a different state for it to change the way your animal acts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, and with, with females that are building follicles, it doesn't necessarily have to take much for them to be like, Oh, nope, not this year. Yeah. Well, I think like, it's like Jason Miloradovich, if Jason Miloradovich were to move down here, that's a drastic change from Colorado to sea level. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, and I could throw off everything in a move like that. So, yeah. Oh, and that's, you know, there's all sorts of climate change and all, I mean, all sorts of stuff related to that in terms, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how all of that goes. The reality is I was going to need to move facilities at at some point. And so, you know, just kind of have to bite the bullet and deal with whatever the fallout is and, you know, at least I'll have gone through that process. And hopefully it goes smoothly. So, so let's see, you. you got you got the blackheads, you're hoping that goes. What's your yep. next big thing that you're hoping to do? Since you're moving away from ball pythons, not maybe not well, completely. Not not completely away. I'm, just, it's, I'm, I'm making it a smaller yeah. percentage of the collection. Um, and so, you know, I've got a whole lot of different carpet python stuff um, happening. I have a whole lot of brettles um, that are growing up. I've got like hypo stonewash brettles and uh, all sorts of fun stuff there. Um, so looking forward to them, I have a few, a couple of, um, green tree pythons. I think they're both girls. And so I'm like trying to decide if I want to keep, you know, invest in a male and keep going with them or if I want to cut and run on that one. Um, but yeah, I, I got out of hog noses. So I, I sold, yep. I sold all of my breeders and I have, I'm down to just like a dozen or so. Uh, of the babies left. I'm so. surprised you should have stayed with the tri- the tricolors. Those things sold like crazy. They th- those were the first ones to sell when I sold them, but I only had one pair, and they have such a short lifespan. I know it's so weird. Really, I didn't know. That. Oh yeah, it's one of the problems with them. It's yeah, they don't live long, hmm. and they don't act like normal hog noses either. Like they're, no, they don't. They're they're just like they. I mean, yeah, they just act like I don't know, just crazy little colubrids. 
Milorinovich said maybe he should retire the pump sprayer and quit fighting humidity. See, just move on down here. We have all the humidity you could ever want. Hey, his wife was on board. Yeah. When she was here two years ago. Yeah. God, that was two well, years ago already. In this part of Texas, I I um, have to pump sprayer all the time. So we do not have the humidity that they do. Right. Yeah. You just it's, move- just, it's your special your special corner of. Oh, we live in a swamp. Is he the one that has family down here? Or is that yeah. Something? Okay, like I, I knew somebody had family near Lake Jackson. Yes, yeah, so we're I trying remember to get Miller Ravitz to move down I here. I told my Colorado. dad yesterday that I was tired of living in the butthole of Texas. He was like, "Why do you call it that?" I said, "Because it's it's swampy and it stinks." He was like, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, it's, it's pretty wet down here. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, I forget where I was going with that before I I read Jason's thing, and then, and then I read my dad's. But I'm gonna ignore that one. Uh. So, so brettles, have you thought about how you're going to go through the whole brumating brettles? Because, like, that's I have because I've bred them already. That's right. So, what I got a clutch last this past year. What did you do to because that's like that's the one thing that worries me the most if I ever wanted to do yeah. brettles. Yeah, it was really scary. Uh, so what I ended up doing was, um, I got storage bins and I would move them from their cage into the laundry room at night and I would close the door to the laundry room and open the window wide open and let it get super, super cold. And I'd leave them there for like a week and then I'd move them back to get warm, you know, for a day and then I'd move them back into the laundry room. Um, and so I did that for about a month with them and, um, I ended up getting babies. And so we'll see if that works again this year. Cool. She need to get you a small walk-in cooler. Yeah. And just start putting them in. Seriously. Well, you don't. But yeah, I mean, you have to get them into the 50s. And so this year, I'm not even sure if it, you know, if it managed to get cold enough for them. Because aside from that one little freeze snap, it. Yeah. Been an incredibly warm winter. So we may or may not see much success with them this year. I'm trying, um, trying inlands again. I really, 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 really want to make inlands. They're my favorite carpets. Are those the, the one that are really, really calm? Yes. They're like puppy dogs. Yeah. Hmm. They're, they're really calm. Um, and so so I really want to make those. I'm hoping that my pair goes this year. And it's my third year trying for Julatins. And we'll see if they go. They really like snuggling together, but <laughs> snuggling doesn't make babies. <laughs> Miloradovich says he pumps outside air into his rosy closet right now. That's really smart. Uh, he's thought about a walk-in cooler. It would be awesome. Even uh, even two, I could spread out my rosy season. Even two, I if he had two yeah. coolers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, let's see, spring break's coming up. As soon as spring break gets here, my rubbers are coming out of the freezer. It's They're- not hard to build a walk-in cooler. We did it at a place that I hunted at for a long time. Um, you just had to get the insulated panels and a uh, window unit and a cool bot. And that that cool bot hooks up to the window unit, and it tricks it into thinking that it 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 overrides the thermostat. But yeah, you, you can get it down to like below freezing with a window unit. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Now, what that's going to do to your light bill? This is true. It, now I wonder how. Uh, and it shortens the lifespan of window unit to about a year. Yeah, and I, well, I wonder how incubation season and brewmating season line up because if if they weren't at the same time for all of your stuff, you could always build a room, a walk in room that. You could cool down during brumation uh-huh. and then warm up that entire room for incubating during incubation season. Then it works as, as one, That's as true. both. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring my rubbers. What do you, so what do you do with your rosies right now? Rubbers. Rubbers. Sorry. Rubbers. What do you they, do with your rubbers? I have a wine cooler and okay. I, 
put them in there and it gets down to about 45, 40. And, okay. And Slow. yeah, they, and they'll still move around at that sometimes. That's wild. Um, and, and so again, the first year I freaked out and I was checking them all the fucking time. Yeah, he sends me and John Grant a message. There is ice yeah. on the top of the tub yeah. and they're moving around in there. You didn't have to live with him and <laughs> hear imagine. it every 45 minutes. I, I completely ignore him now. I'm just like, yeah, y'all come out of spring break. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's wonderful. And just for the record, Sam, my house does not go below 68. It's perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah. It's always cold everywhere. But uh, yeah, it's it's the whole cooling down does get does get scary if you've if you've never done it, especially for many of us when we live with animals that our our key thing is keep them warm. They like heat. Yeah. But with the, with the rubbers, it's so much easier because like with the brettles, you still have to heat them up. Like they they do like heat. They're a weird you have one. To heat them up during the day. Yeah. So the the rubbers uh, the rest of the year, I don't even put them on heat. They're in a shoebox yeah. in a closet and they're at room temperature all That's year. That's amazing. So. That's so cool. Yeah, I did. I did the whole wine cooler thing with my hog noses when I had to brumate all of them. Back when I was a hog nose breeder last year. Milorovic said uh, the first year he brumated them, they escaped from the fridge at forty five. <gasps> oh so my god! At forty five degrees, they still were like, "Oh no, we're gonna go ahead and head out of here." That's just not something you expect. No. Well, I was like, uh, uh, Travis Wyman talked about being out in. Uh, find them in the wild at like 40 degrees to like crawling across the ground. Yeah. Well, he said he found one in the snow. Yeah. Boa, yeah. So. Wow. They're, they're a weird ass animal. That's wild. But. So you've got a lot going on. How, let's see. How long have you been full time now? A year? Not quite. No. I, I went full time last summer. So I have a little over half a year. What am I looking at? What time do you have to leave, Corey? Uh, 730. Okay. I've got to ship some snakes. Yeah, I've been watching the clock. So, oh, you're so shipping snakes now. I haven't shipped snakes yeah. in a couple of years, but uh, shipping in general now scares the crap out of me. Why? Just because how un uh, uncertain it has become in the last year or so, like FedEx and stuff, just certain things. Uh, I, I worry more about shipping now just as far as things getting to where they got to go versus how much I did maybe two years ago. Yeah, I mean, I've never had something get just totally get lost. Um, I've had one day delays. I think I've maybe one time had a two day delay. But but I want to say like 80 plus percent of my stuff gets there, you know, on time the way it needs to go. So. Did you see my post yesterday? I don't think I did. <laughs> I shipped a rat to a guy in Ithaca, New York. I saw it. <laughs> um, January 6th of 2022. Oh, I did see that one. Yes. But it got That's it got lost. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell it for the listeners. Yeah. It got lost. So it was 2022. 2022. A, 13 a year ago. ago. Yeah. Uh, FedEx refused the claim on it twice. I had to build it. I had to cut a whole new one. The guy, luckily I wasn't out the tubs because he was providing his own tubs because they're uh, reptile basics tubs and they're hard to get because they never have them in stock, but he already had them. So I shipped him another one. I had to ship him more heat tape. You know, it cost me a lot of money. And after two failed times of them, I just moved on. I'm like, whatever. I think I was out about 400 bucks. Um, yesterday I get to the shop and about the time I pulled up, FedEx pulls up and he's like, Hey, I got some packages for you. And I'm like, I'm not expecting anything. And he pulls these three boxes out and I'm like, what in the fuck is this? And I start, and they're like in perfect condition. Like the best I've ever seen a box. They got lost behind something and sat there for a year. For a year. And uh, the only box that wasn't perfect was the box with the screws in it. The tape was busted on one side. 
but the screws are in a bag also. Yeah. And, uh, Crazy. yeah. So it's an entire, um, Hey, you got a new rack you don't have to build. Yeah. Or all that. Well, I, yeah, I got to figure out how to get tubs for it because they are not in stock right now. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm just going to hold on. I Like, I messaged him and I'm like, hey, if you want to buy this, I'll sell it to you cheap. He's like, no, nah, I just don't need space for it. I was like, well, it's already boxed up. I could try and ship it again. <laughs> it's already got your address on it. But, um, it's funny. Yeah. Crazy. So, uh, Darren Watson said Redline. I haven't used Redline, but that I will say the one thing that does ease my mind about shipping, and as the Reddies had mentioned, is Debbie. Yeah. Debbie, Debbie. So I mean, I I'm shipping today, and I reached out to her because I guess uh, I always ship with Debbie, and uh, Ship Your Reptiles yeah. had an alert like "Don't ship today." And one of my customers was freaked out. And I was like, and I called Debbie. And uh, reptiles like, to hey. you, just for anybody out there who don't know who we're talking about with Debbie. Yeah, reptiles to you is Debbie, and she, you know, she was like, I don't. Know. She's like, it's fine. You're reading it right. Everything's everything's good with where you're shipping. It's another part of the country. Don't worry about it. Um, but I mean, she, she gets me refunds on every delay that happens. She is like, she finds, she knows the delay has happened and she's like got a claim filed before I even know most of the time. Yep. She's amazing. Yeah. That, that she is worth the, the peace of mind when it does come to shipping. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Miller Adovich said he had five delays last year, but in the last 20, only two delays. Uh, wow. Just, I, I guess certain certain part of the year, like, but probably when it's cold, I get really scared. Mm. Um, I think it's being late. At least like when it's warm, uh, or during, I guess most of the time, at least the the delay, they're probably hopefully still in a hub somewhere and not. That's why I don't like shipping to a house. I hate shipping to a house. Oh, I I I, I only do hubs. I've um, I've I've only done rare occasion. I do a house. I did a house once only because there wasn't a hub within like. Uh, yeah. Like a day's trot. Like they yeah, were out in the middle of nowhere. That's the case. But yeah, I think it was, like, yeah. that sometimes. I think it was like Montana or something. I sent it to it. I was I like, well, that, let me yeah. look for a hub. And it was like nothing. I was like, yeah, yeah let's come yeah. to your house. That's the same thing with, uh, with me. I, I, I ship all of my racks to hubs. I ship them flat, but if I, I, it's cut down my damage by 80%. Yeah. Um, leave it because they're not getting thrown in a truck and then thrown on the curb or thrown yep. by the port. Um, so that has helped a lot. But this one, there was no hub near him in Ithaca, New York. It was like an hour drive to an actual hub. So he's like, close thing I have is one of the on-sites, and it's a um, Dollar General. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if maybe I got lost at the Dollar General. I don't know. Oh, it, the only thing it could have tra- been sitting on an aisle in Dollar General. If you've right. been in one, it would have been just sitting next the, to some uh, towels that have been in the same aisle for the last year. Once I tendered it, because I drop it off myself, I don't let them pick it up. I don't want it on a FedEx truck. Like, I don't want it on one of their box, their little uh, package cars. Yeah. Um, that's the only time it showed that I tendered it and that was it. It never had another update on the tracking. So it was like, it never left that FedEx hub that I dropped it off at. And I would believe that because it, the boxes were in great yeah. shape. Um, wow. I mean, I've had things get shipped. I mean, I had a customer overnight me a check from Austin to Houston and it got stuck for two days in Memphis. But it went from, they drove it from Austin to Houston, put it on a plane to Memphis, to the hub, because that's their, everything goes to either Memphis or Indianapolis, yeah. most to Memphis. All your overnight stuff generally goes yeah. to Memphis. Then it was a bunch of bad weather and it couldn't leave Memphis for two days, flew um, back. I'm like, if they could cut that redundancy shit out, just think how much money they could save. Right. Fuel costs, yeah. Yeah, on our end. Not even just on fuel, but I mean, you've got to have people Labor that are working. And, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's also weird. We when we drove to Tinley a few years ago, 
uh, driving through Memphis at night is so fucking weird. Oh, because planes it's everywhere. like UFO central. <laughs> yeah, because there's about 20 planes at any moment. If you look up, you can count 20 planes coming in through there. And wow. it's, you can tell it's all like going fed. It's all FedEx planes all coming into the hub. Um, it's crazy. Uh, the ready said they also, that's why they love shows. They can go straight to the owner's home from the show. If they're not idiots and go out to eat after the show. Now with that said, I have taken many a reptile into a restaurant. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, when you got a wife with a big purse, I think it's totally that's right. acceptable. That's why, you, that's why you bring the big purse. I mean, yeah, that, that, the trick is not to leave them in a car. It's the dummies that go, I'll just leave it in the car and go eat. Mm-hmm. No, don't do that. Um, or the one at the Beaumont show in the summertime that put a sulcata on the dash and then came back into the show. Oh, yeah. That was cooked awesome. sulcata. Yeah, cooked that sulcata. And, oh, I was only going in for like 15 minutes. Well, matter. one minute was too much. Yeah. It, just putting it on the dash even in the summertime with the air oh, yeah. was too much. In, in a deli cup on top of that. So it was an oven in an oven. Ouch. And then wanted the vendor to replace it. Or folks that'll put it on the floorboard and they don't understand how mm-hmm. hot a floorboard gets. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. That's... Uh, Darren asked when people purchase a chameleon at a show, is it placed in a box? That's a question for the readies. Uh, I don't know. He says a snake you can put in a bag or a deli cup, or if you're like the idiots, just walk around with it in your hand, uh, and stress it the fuck out. You could always do that too. And then walk everywhere with it in your hand instead of just leaving it in the bag or the deli cup until you get home. And then complain that your animal doesn't eat for the first two weeks because you keep messing with it every day. Yep. That's, that's the only thing that's. I, I luckily haven't had that too many issues with that, um, but I, I just as shows, I've seen people walking around with, especially chameleons, not from not from the because they're not spending that kind of money in doing this. But some of the uh, cheaper chameleons at shows, I've watched people go get one and then just walk around with it on their head, and that thing is solid black, and just like freaked the fuck out, and like, well, that's not gonna make it. Poor baby. But, uh anyways. Ugh shows when's the last show you did Corey? oh uh, it's yeah. been a while i think waco maybe did you do any rbc oh yeah i did any rbc yeah. i'm a stinking herp shows but how, yeah i did an how did any rbc go for you i did really well no one stole anything I, off I, your table you're good what <laughs> no one stole anything off your table you're good no no i did i was fine i, I think i sold like 21 animals so that's damn. awesome wow yeah. damn anybody so else at, at uh any rbc if you didn't do that while well, you were uh that's your fault. Corey yep. did it. If Corey can do it, everybody else can do it. God, come on. God. No, so that's one of the ways where having um, a lot of different species helps because, you know, I it was a, a mix of everything that sold. It wasn't, you know, that's 21 cool. ball pythons. <laughs> so uh, my dad asked, uh, talking about people walking around with animals and not taking care of them. Is that an issue with the buyer or the vendor not giving the proper care instructions? The answer is yes. I was about to say both. It's yes. Uh, yeah. Usually those. So like if someone's buying a chameleon from the readies, they are getting a complete rundown of what they need to do step by step, how to take care of it. Or if they're getting uh, a snake from Corey, Corey has talked them through everything. And, but there are others that uh, are just selling I animals mean, to anybody. I've even heard you explaining, okay, this is how long the snake will be good in this bag. This is how long it'll be okay in the deli cup. And I've heard Robert do the same thing with racks and things that he sells because you can't put some of that stuff in the direct sunlight in the back of vehicles because it'll warp before they get home. Yes, it will. So, yeah, it's not just animals. It's There's other materials that are purchased that they have to be careful with. But a lot of those issues come with people coming in to buy, well, coming to a reptile show and then impulse buying something. And a lot of the impulse buys are much easier to buy from somebody 
who is not giving them the proper instructions. Um, Corey, myself, the readies get far less impulse buys because we'll talk the person through everything first. I definitely like have gotten impulse buys before. I'm not going to lie. Um, but you still talk to the customer. Oh, we, still, we still talk it through. And honestly, like I had, I, I had one person who, you know, bought a snake and then was texting me later that day. Like, Hey, I impulse bought this animal. I really am not prepared to take <laughs> care of it. And I was like, bring it back. I would much rather you just give it back to me now while I'm still here than like, you know, whatever else you're going to do with it. So oh. yeah, it ends up at some, uh, quote unquote, reptile rescue oh my god i know there was an article recently uh uh, posted on a local place in houston um literally the worst pet store in houston yeah oh i saw that article Mm -hmm. yeah uh and we were like oh i want to support this place let me go to it and everybody's like don't don't go there yeah Mm because he's he's a flipper he's a 100 percent flipper and the animals are poorly taken care of and yeah but of course the way the article's written it makes it sound like he's helping these animals he's rescuing these animals yeah Yeah. i don't know how the hell they Mike, you could have chosen like five, six other reptile shops within a 30-minute drive. Yeah. That would have been a million times better. Well, my favorite part is on the the article, he's holding a caiman in the parking lot. And I'm like, it's in the city of Houston. Those are illegal. You can't have that in the city of Houston. But the city of Houston, they're they're so overwhelmed. It's a huge city. I mean, 7 million people. I used to work for the Attorney General in the Charitable Trust section. And what we did was regulate charities across the state. And animal rescues were like the bane of our existence Mm -hmm. because- there were so many um, just completely overwhelmed, poorly, poorly run animal rescues that weren't even 501c3s, yet they were telling people, you know, that, that they were tax deductible and you know, all sorts of weird stuff. But um, they were just they, they were the bane of our existence. Well, because as soon as someone realizes they can make any money off of selling an yeah. animal. Uh, they no longer care about that animal. Mm-hmm. Well, there there are certainly very well done animal rescues out there. I'm not sure. You know, yes, we've but, had Gina but, on here before. Gina, but there is. are also there are also some very very bad animal rescues as well. That so, are, yeah. So Jason Milorovic says he keeps a diverse amount of snakes, but sometimes he wonders if his mix hurts uh, because people don't know what they're looking at. It shows, and so they pass by him because he has so many things on the table. Um, I could see that, yeah. but I also think it pulls people in. Yeah, I, I think it cuts both ways. Um, you know, I think there's a certain efficiency to having a lot of the same thing. Um, but I would go crazy keeping, not, you know, all one thing. I need that diversity in order to sustain my interest. Yeah, and I, I couldn't imagine having just ball pythons. Like, I know, I know I'm not a ball python person, but I also could imagine yeah. just every tub I open is this thing curled up in the corner every time. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it's... I need something. I need something else than just the same thing. I and mean, I get it. I have a lot of sambos, but I also have a lot of other stuff too. Yeah. I, I, you know, it, it takes all kinds and I like having a diverse collection. It's just a whole lot more fun for me. All right, Corey, we gotta let you go so you can go ship stuff. Oh shoot. Yep. We do. All, all right. right. Well, thanks it was for having so good guys. to see you again. Yep. Good to see you. Bye, Looking forward to seeing you in person again at yes. some point. Yes. We will see you at Bryan college for sure. Yeah. If I, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I should be coming to at least say hi. Okay. You're better. Yeah. All right. Have okay. fun in Peru. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. So, uh, oh, my dad said, as a responsible vendor, I would think it's better to lose a sale than to sell uh, to someone that's not prepared. Yes. 
Um, and as a responsible vendor, that is definitely how it should go. Um, unfortunately, again, as we mentioned, like with those quote unquote rescues, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes the animal is just money. And we, and we, we know folks that unfortunately are like that, um, and look at them as, uh, like what Sean's talked to before about people that he knows that, you know, they're basically selling skin. Mm-hmm. They're not selling an animal. Uh, they're trading Pokemon cards. Yeah. They're just selling the skin. So, but anyways, uh, <coughs> go through some of the things over on our, uh, on our Facebook group. There were some interesting things posted this week. Uh, this was an interesting. Ryan Gosler posted this as an ankylosaurus larynx provides insight for bird like vocalizations and non avian dinosaurs. So they, it's like, uh, when you watch the old Jurassic park and he breathes through the thing to make the, uh, velociraptor noise, that's basically what they're doing with this larynx and the ankylosaurus. I kind of have an idea of what the, the, it would sound like. Huh? Uh, I posted a video that these people giving uh, CPR to an alligator. Did you see I saw that? that? I didn't watch it, but I it saw that you posted. Insane! It's this big full-grown alligator at some park, at some zoo, or somewhere, and uh, like four keepers are there trying to roll it over and like trying to do compressions on it. And um, were they successful? They didn't say. It's the title makes it seem like that, but they cut out before I could tell. I don't know. Um, but I wouldn't even have thought CPR. Like, right. I, I just wouldn't. So that's a that was a weird one. So today is a special day. Oh, today is Steve Irwin's, Steve, birthday. Irwin's, Steve Irwin's birthday. It is. Unfortunately, he's not here celebrating with us. That is sad. This today would have been his 60th birthday. Wow. Would he really? 72, 82, Yeah. 60. Damn. He was born in 62. Uh, Miller Irish said he, uh, he turned down rainbow boa sales this weekend uh, and asked uh, and asked they set up cages and then contact him. This year, he'd be, it'd be 17 years since he died. Just does not seem like it. I remember where I was. I was in my apartment in Troy, and my neighbor came, or my friends came over mm-hmm. and knocked on the door and told me. Yeah. And I just sat there and watched the news and like, Both complete shock. Both I was, of uh, them sat there for, like, most of the night. I was working nights. I was a patrol, patrol officer. I was working nights and woke up, and I would, I didn't have to be, I had to be at work at 545, and I lived two minutes from the station, so I would always, you know, eat a little something and watch the news before I went, and that was, like, the headline, of course. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do shit tonight. Yeah. It was horrible. Fucking shoot a stingray. <laughs> Fucking stingrays. Um, there was this picture posted from Colorado Gators of this Nile croc laying out in the negative 22 degree uh, weather. Yeah. Now, whether or not that's good for the croc, I don't know. Probably not. Uh, I've seen caiman die from that kind of stuff because they just don't know to get into the warm water. So oh my gosh. I see that picture. And I'm like, uh, I cringe a little bit as someone who has seen crocodilians die from being in the cold weather because they didn't just get in the fucking water. Right. Uh, so hopefully that's fine. So I didn't realize this video was originally a video from Max. I saw this video the other day the and then Max sent it to me, but it's a drone shot of hogs and it's like 30 hogs and piglets and all running through, um, just like brush in Texas and West Texas. And, uh, it's crazy. Like it's an insane amount of fucking hogs that he's following with this drone. But, Y'all yeah, go check that out. It's I still need to go hog hunting. I'm in Texas and we haven't gone hog hunting. I need to I need to go shoot a hog. Dude, Reese found an awesome speckle king today. Really? Our friend Reese, yeah. Right down the road from here. Hmm. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Ron Gosler, oh, did you see the video of the monitor lizard and the hyena? 
Yes, a modern lizard slept the shit out of that. <laughs> There's a modern lizard eating off of a carcass. He was and- having no qualms, <laughs> none. Hyena walks up to steal the, car- the carcass, and the modern lizard just smacks on the cell, like, fucker, I'm eating this. Yeah, this is mine. I found it first. I watched vi- that tail was going nonstop, too. When I've watched videos of like lions, when hyenas show up, lions go, oh, fuck, let's get out of here. Yeah. And this modern lizard's like, fuck that, I'm eating. So, my dad said hogs are the reason we need AR 15s. Yes. <laughs> La la crocodile. Oh, I have not. I, so I've read the book. You gotta I review, gotta still watch. have not slowed down to watch the movie yet. We'll do. But that. it's on my list. I still haven't even watched the new Buzz Lightyear movie, and it came out last year on my birthday. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched Wednesday on Netflix. Wednesday's yet. good. Uh, there's a long list of stuff, but spring break is right around the corner, and and you won't do it either. Either so. It's, well, I figured my in-laws only want to put up with me for so long. They're really here to see our child. It's not just the in-laws. Shut up. <laughs> They're here. To, he's Sam's coming to see us too. That's he's coming to cook for me. He'll That's... be here on my birthday. Oh, we'll take him over to uh, to Alvin to go get all all the meats. All the meats. We'll be like Arby's. We'll have the meats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan Holcomb posted a video of them removing like several eye caps from a <sighs> leopard gecko. I saw. It was so scary. I couldn't watch that. I was. It made it's, me sick to my stomach. Yep. I couldn't. Like when once I realized what was happening, I was like, mm, I immediately God. got up and went upstairs and opened up the enclosure that I, I did. One leopard gecko in, and I was like, it was on my good. lunch. <laughs> it was on my lunch break that I finally saw it, and I was like, mm, nope. And I checked all my lizards in my classroom. I remember shortly after I started at the zoo, we had a speckled king snake there, and it had it looked like it was wearing like Oakleys on one eye. It had like this like shiny orange. And I was like, uh, when did you get this checked out? And they were, the vet looked at him and goes, yeah, it's eye caps, but they've been on there so long that they ended up having to remove his eye. Mm. So he was a one-eyed snake. Holy cow. The old, the old one-eyed snake. But uh, yeah, there were so many they had to remove the eye underneath it. Then there was a video posted by Nathan of them. Uh, I think it's the same video where they're removing a towel. I've seen this one before. It's a, it's a carpet python that ate a towel that I'm guessing probably smelled like a cat, a dog, right. or something else. Yeah, that's an old video. Yeah, and they had to remove that. Uh, the Nathan posted a picture of the kukri snake. That's a uh, one for our buddy Travis Wyman right there with his obsession with weird ass things. Uh, Dr- Drew also posted the video of the of the monitor lizard and the hyena. That one got popular. And then my dad mentioned in the chat a second ago there is uh, Brad Callahan posted a picture of an emerald tree boa and its mouth, its teeth. Yeah, and it's fucking horrifying. Yeah, I, it's hard to look at that picture and go. Yeah, I want one of those. I love when I mean, they I, yawn. I mean, I still do want one of those, but go check the picture out over on our discussion group. It uh, It's a horrifying picture. And I don't think my gloves would do shit. <laughs> Probably not. I, I, I think I'd just be screwed. Uh, Jason Miller right of it said his kids watch Lyle Crocodile and it looks like an alligator. Oh. <laughs> but anyways, is that was it on there? Yep. Um. So I'm trying to think if we have anything else. Uh, this weekend, you've got who? What show was it? Corpus. Corpus, Corpus, Corpus show, which is not in Corpus because you can't have cool animals in Corpus. It's in Robstown. Robstown, because this the the city of Corpus or the county that doesn't let you have the city. The city. I don't know about the county, but I know the city for sure. Yeah, you can't have like constrictors or pretty much anything, but. Also, if anybody goes down there, you should definitely check out the uh, Texas Sea Life Center. Oh, absolutely. But that that's one place I love, the Texas Sea Life Center. Go out there, support them, and check them out. Do you want to talk about that thing that you invited us to on spring break, even though Robert doesn't have a spring break? Well, yeah. 
Um, so in Galveston, they're doing a beach cleanup and it's in multiple locations. Um, I don't actually know the, I don't really know much about it other than what I sent you. <laughs> and you didn't it's do on Tuesday. No, I didn't. I didn't. Cause I didn't sign up for anything. Um, so it's splash, which is the organization. It's stopping plastics and litter along shorelines. That's the organization. Their website is splash tx.org and there's a coastal cleanup and their two goals is to remove litter and in the same process, collect data. And so the, they're going to be doing some along different beaches in Galveston, which is a short drive for us. Um, and then I, I think when I originally found out about the organization was when we went to the Moody Gardens teacher day last year, they were one of the tables. So I signed up and so now I get their newsletter every month. Um, so they've got, you know, consent forms, they've got waivers that you sign, safety guidelines, you know. But these what, are this is a parts of beaches where uh like turtles this particular, come. Yeah. So this particular cleanup that they're wanting us to come and help with is for it's not just where sea turtles nest and hatch, but it's also areas where specific birds come in. And it's like a safe area for them as well. And so they've got like these different locations. You pick what location you're going to go help clean to you. There's a sign up form. So I guess they're only taking so many people. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's a day. As long as y'all are back in time to go to dinner that night. It's a day on the beach. For my birthday. Wow. Your birthday is that Tuesday. Yeah. Because I keep thinking it's the 13th and it's not. It's the 14th. You're like the third person. I don't I know. know why I keep thinking your birthday is the 13th. I don't know. I think the 13th is when we want to try and go to the rodeo because I've never been to no, the rodeo. But for the last two years, I thought his 11th? birthday is the 13th. Is it the 11th? No. One of those days I want to try and go to the rodeo. The 13th I'm, is Monday. Because I lived in Texas for a year and a half and I haven't been to a rodeo yet. Although we did go to a football game this past weekend. Yes, we did. That was a lot of fun. Yes. We did have a good time. The, the Gumbo Podcast crew went to go see uh, the XFL, which it was a ton of fun. Right. We're going back. To see them again this Sunday, Katie and I are at least. Yep. Robert will be off earning money in Corpus Christi. So, <laughs> say, my dad said your birthday is the reason that they're coming. Not spring break. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a bonus. <laughs> but so, yeah, this weekend you got Corpus Christi. And then, like I said, in three weekends or so, we got Brian Call Station, which I'm looking forward to that trip. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Yes, three weekends. Three weekends. I'm looking forward to it mostly because that's the beginning of spring break. Yeah. And I'm ready for a week away from other people's children. Mm-hmm. Other people's children suck. I mean, don't get me wrong. Other people suck also, but their children suck worse. Uh, I got anything else? After three shows in a row, I am so peopled out by the end of that. Yeah. That, yeah. But what if those three shows in a row do really well? Are you super peopled I'll still out? be peopled oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be peopled out and look still broke because I got to buy other shit. To, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, how are your acrylic? Uh, cages come on. You guys, there's a. Uh, have you put together a lot of those acrylic ones cut by the laser? Yeah, they're awesome. Are they? Yeah, it's. They look so much better. I mean, the uh, the seams are perfectly clear, and um, yeah, I like it. There's so much less waste too. I'm loading up a bunch of scrap pieces. I have, you know, I have a bunch of pieces that are, you know, yeah, big enough that I can cut parts out of, but you can't really do it on a CNC because it doesn't hold it down. Uh, but he can do it on the laser. So I'm taking a bunch of that to Gonzo this weekend. Cool. So he can cut it. For oh, that's me. right. Cause you're going to Corpus. See, that's, 
where he is. Yep. Uh, Jeff Frederick said, did y'all talk about the giveaway? Still stickers. I would be happy to send a few that I illustrated. Uh, we have not talked about that. We, we've got to we've got to figure that out. Because uh, we don't have the giveaway for this month, but we could definitely put together a cool sticker giveaway for next month. I think that would be a cool thing for everybody to get. <coughs> oh, man. I also would like to pick up uh, some from just like breeders that we know from our shows and people that we've had on the show. Um, the Reddy's cool stickers that they've made with their chameleons. Those would be some cool ones to add in there. Miller Radovich's uh, Rainbow Boa stickers that he has. Those are really neat. So we will we will talk more about that and then reach out to to folks and get that going. Um, I had something else I was going to say, and I'm, I I forgot it. That, that's pretty much a brain now. My brain no longer remembers things. Uh, I have a goldfish head. I, I have to take a vacation soon and just disconnect. So it's so hard to do, um, or I'm gonna fucking lose it. I mean, that's just where it's at at this point. Just go herping. It's warming up. We can go. Yeah, out no, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> you just I don't lay want around. to go out in the woods or West Texas. If I go to West Texas, I'm gonna go herping. But I just I don't want there to be like, okay, we got to be here by this time. I don't want any of that. Oh no, no, no. I don't want. I just want to be. I just want to be. Yes, uh, it was. A, it is a vacuum table on yeah. the CNC, but it does not do well with um, acrylic small pieces. Um, yeah, because it's it doesn't meet all the whole. Like it doesn't hold it down very well. Right. Um, no. Yeah, the vacuum just it. It's you have to leave tabs on it, and then you have to sand them. You have to sand the tabs off, and it's just a pain in the ass. And that acrylic doesn't sell for enough to be able to invest that much time in it. So. The laser is definitely the way to go on the acrylics. <clears throat> I was trying to look up uh, what Jeff said about the THP raffle, but I didn't. I don't know what that is. I mean, I know what THP is. I just. Uh, I don't know what the raffle is for Slate Read. I'm out of the loop. That is one thing since I've started the podcast. I'm way more out of the loop on reptile stuff than I was when I was not doing the podcast, but is what it is. I can't tell you the last time I listened to a reptile podcast. Yeah. I know. Um, man, except for Chris, I listen to Chris's. I need to listen. He had a new one come out with uh, with um, Mary, I think, on it. So I need to listen to that. I've yeah. I, oh, there's the video just popped up with the the uh, monitor slapping the shit out of the hang. <laughs> um, that's all I got this week. I don't have anything else. I'm just dragging it on at this point because I gotta go. Like I guess do stuff. Any other stuff, Robert? That's it. You got nothing. No other reptile stuff. I don't have any new reptiles to talk about. Um, I thought that I thought I had a pregnant boa. I guess she's not. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. She's just uh, really messing with me. So I don't think she's pregnant. That sucks. So we'll try again next season. Uh, that's that's all I got. So that's Katie's got. Oh, I forgot. If you need UVB light bulbs, don't forget to check out uh, VivTech products. Get fifteen percent off with code Gumbo twenty two and get yourself some UVB bulbs. Again, thank you to all our listeners that used that code this past year. Uh, that's really helped. I've got to order us a new microphone. So now when we do live shows at, at Reptile Shows, we have enough microphones to fit four, five, six people instead of people having to share microphones. And some more uh, headphones. I'll get Robert some new headphones. That's what you need. That'd be nice, yeah. Some nice headphones. But <clears throat> thank you all to everybody that has used that code. That's helped us. And it's helped VivTech. Um, they're a great company. Great owners. Yes, they are. So help them out. Uh, we will be back next week, maybe on Tuesday. Our schedules kind of get shuffled around. We lives, lives get in the way, and uh, we got to make things as easy as we can on us. But we will be back next week with someone. 
don't know who. I'm looking forward to the Brian College show because I'm looking forward to some interviews. I really want to try and get Blake Wilson another interview with him now that he's done several things around the world since the last time we talked to him. That'll be interesting. But uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for coming out tonight. Yeah, thank uh, you all. We will see you all next week. And good night.